Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Hello, my fellow faggot. Stand up and salute because it is the end of Pride Month. Fist up, Fist queens. Up. Yes. yes, queen, queen, queen. Happy Pride 2019. 2019. Hello, guys. I'm Brian. Hey, I'm Shane. And you are listening to Fruit Snakes. Yeah. Um, before we begin, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. As always, share, follow, rate, subscribe, write, lottie dotty dot. You can reach us at Fruit Snacks Pod on, on Instagram. And you can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. So now that we got the little bullshit stuff out of the way. Got it out. It's Pride Month. Like, it's the end of Pride Month. but That's okay. Boop, We're going out with a bang. Boop, boop. Bang, bang, bitch. Yes. So should we just jump right into this episode? Do it. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Is that your voice? No. No, it's, it's one um, of the girls, yeah, right? Girl. Okay. That roll it up, no. Yeah. It's just funny because it's so deep in the it song. It is deep. You know, because I'm an editor, a producer, so I had to like mix mix the bars. Mm, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so happy pride to you, babes. Pride, babes. Babes. Um, have you done anything exciting this month? Not for pride. <laughs> I do love, though, that there's, like, so much support. Granted, commercially, mm-hmm. they know that they're making money off of it, right? Yeah. But I'm here for it because if I was young and I saw all those, like, pride flags and stuff mm-hmm. waving around. And it's everyone, just normalizing it. Completely normalizing it. And I would have been a probably a different person had I seen yeah. that. So Everywhere. Yeah, maybe you make a buck or two off of us, but... That's okay. In the grand scheme, I love that all these big companies are like, I support your motherfucking ass. Uh-huh. And we get to wear cute pride stuff on yeah. the plane. We get to wear, like, um, what's it called? Like, neckwear. Like, ties. Do pride you? ties. That's we cute. We have pride scarves. And then we also have, like, pride pins. I like that. Yeah. I don't think we have, like, special wear for it. It's so funny, too, because people will make it a point to say they like my pin. They're like, I like your pin. Oh, cool. To say, like, in essence, like, I support the cause. Yeah. And I think they know that I'm gay, but they yeah. they don't want to assume. So they don't want to be like, happy Pride Month. Yeah. You know, they're like, I like your pin. I'm like, thanks, faggot. You know who I, <laughs> <laughs> you know who I actually just did have a Pride encounter? Well, it wasn't a Pride encounter, but the end of our encounter was like, like, happy Pride. Was um Angela Johnson. Huh? Comedian. Uh-huh. You know, like the one nail salon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Who yeah, she about. was in first class, and oh. she came up because she was like, she had this like sinus headache, and she was just trying to like get water, and I gave her like non aspirin or whatever. Yeah, and we were just chatting in the galley because I was a, so I was just like hanging out with her, and um, and we were just like chit chatting, and we were like actually getting in a deep personal conversation, which was really nice, and uh-huh. just like it was very authentic, um, and then at the end. I didn't realize her brother's gay. Mm. Um, I was informed of that later, but she was walking off the plane and she was like, happy pride. And I was like, bitch, I'm gay. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) I'm like talking to her about my boyfriend the whole time. And I'm like, wait, what? What? You assumed my gender? I'm a straight cis woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Just kidding. Um, But it was really nice to be like, I guess acknowledged in that way by somebody, you know, by somebody who A, is normally recognized um, but went out of her way to like make it about me. Totally. You know what I mean? It's it's nice. I like that atmosphere of yeah. pride. Yeah. Yeah. Being celebrated. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I haven't done shit for pride. I miss Long Beach Pride. 
Did you? Were you yeah. flying? I, I was. But normally in Long Beach, they like decorate the signpost to be like Long Beach Pride, yeah. May, whatever. And nothing. I, I just, I guess, wasn't driving down those streets. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So I missed it. And um, I was kind of disappointed because I actually wanted to go this year. Long Beach Pride is fun. But no one talked about it in my social circle. Really? But, yeah. Well, I'm not really seeing anyone lately, like yeah. friend wise. But um, the thing that I love about Long Beach Pride and maybe more prides are like this. I just the one thing that I associate with Long Beach, thinking back to the prides that I have been to here, um, is they're so f- uh, family driven. Mm. Like the community really comes yeah. out in support where you see so many kids and right. straight families, yeah. you know, um, straight allies. I feel like Long Beach is very that. Like we take oh, always, pride. Yeah. We, especially for Long Beach, like the community really takes pride in things that exist in Long Beach. Yeah. And we support everything that's in Long mm-hmm. Beach, whether we really take an interest in it or not. Totally. Um, just because we want to show that like this is a cool city. We support these causes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like Long Beach is very that when other prides are more like a hookup scene or like a pomp and circumstance. Totally. Yeah, Long Beach Pride is way more chill and yeah. like more authentic. It's, it feels. Yeah. It feels a little more authentic. Yeah. yeah. So I do like that about Long Beach. Yeah. I went to LA Pride, I think, two or three years ago, and I was, like, so overwhelmed, but not uh, in a good way. It is a lot in LA. Yeah. Just too much. And I just feel like everyone shows out. It's, I would imagine what it's like going to Coachella, where people pick out their outfits and, like, look oh, right. at me attitude. Yeah, of course. Like, everyone thinks that they're important. Which it is, lives up to what people think of LA to begin with. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very LA as far as, I think, Pride but festivals. on a platform because it's pride and so it's like exactly pride festivals are already overwhelming a little bit much because we're gay so you know gay people are extra but like <laughs> take that and sprinkle in like la extra it's like the fuck yeah. who the fuck are you yeah. it's funny that you say like gay people are extra um because i like on my flight to la mm-hmm. one of the flight attendants was like he like comes back from first class cabin he was like walking out coats at the end of the flight and yeah. he's like the cabin's a mess and I was like, only a, a gay guy would ever say that. Like, no straight guy would ever walk through and be like, oh, they left it such a mess. Like, <laughs> but he walked through and was like so like defeated because these people were just slobs up Dirty, in first class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. But I love that about us that we are extra. Not always in the LA sense where it's like too much almost, too much, but yeah. I do love like the extraness of gay people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, should we just jump right into it? Yeah. Let's do it. I wish that Pride had, like, an anthem. So when we play it, it's like, boop a da boop 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 I mean, anything Madonna, Lady Gaga, or Britney Spears is all... Pride anthem. You know what's a bop this year? Huh. Um, I feel a little bit here or there with this person as far as an artist because okay. in the industry, from the people who've worked with him, I don't always hear the best of things. And part of his lyrics kind of exemplifies like, wait, you're saying this, but then you do the exact opposite. You'll see what I'm saying. Todrick Hall. Okay. Nails, oh, hips. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nails, hips, hair, heels. Yeah. That's a bop to me. It is a bop. And I, when that shit comes on, I'm like, and you bitch, know, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know my hesitations, it. but I'm here for that. Yeah. That song. Uh, and the, the video. But the only line I have a problem with is, I don't work for free. Yet people have done leaps and bounds, bent over backwards for him, and he doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is a struggle you know a little bit of a juxtaposition right so in essence you work don't work for free but you can be where you're at because everyone else works for free for you right but i mean i regardless of his that 
I don't know. I haven't worked with him, so I can't sure. really speak on that. But just from my credible sources that I do know as far as friends, mm-hmm. that's what they said. But regardless, I think he's talented. You can't deny that. And that totally. song is very catchy and super fun. Yeah. So he did a great job on that. So big ups to him. So that's 2019's Pride Anthem. Pride or should anthem. be. Should be, right? Because it's like what every gay man dances like anyways when they hear an uh-huh, anthem. Uh-huh. And they love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so yeah, go right into great. it. Great. Um, so I'm actually going to start with... Uh, like one thing that I'm actually really excited about this year, um, living in New York, obviously one of the uh, staples of gay culture in New York is the Stonewall Inn, uh-huh. um, which I'll talk about in just a second. But like I remember under Obama, he had started to um, initiate it as a monument, like a historical monument, oh, the Stonewall sure. Inn, right. um, because of the history that it includes and, and what it represents for totally. our community. I support all of that. Um and the really cool thing about it is this year marks the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Mm. And um, because of that, I think because of that, New York is hosting World Pride, which I guess I wasn't fully aware was a thing. I like, didn't know that was a thing either. Because every, every well, city, has, every its big own city pride. has its own pride yeah. every year anyways. But I guess once a year, it's like I guess like, this is a fact, they, a fruit facts, but to clarify later, but... Each year, a city... It's kind of like the Gay Olympics. I was just like, going to say the Gay a Olympics. A city will host World Pride, and, right. and people literally flock in from all over the world. Um, so this year, like New York has already estimated an extra 3 million people oh in the God. city of Manhattan just for World Pride. And that's super overwhelming. But it's also really exciting to know that like people are literally coming in from all over the world to mm-hmm. celebrate Pride with us. Um, and to celebrate such a historic, like, Stonewall 50th right. um, anniversary. I should try to make it out on the 30th. You should. Like, the parade's going to be wild. I remember my first year in New York, I walked with ABC. Mm-hmm. That was their first time, like, walking as a company in parade. Oh, right on. In a pride parade with our friend Robert, Rebo. Mm-hmm. Hey, friend. Um, and I remember we, we had to check in at, like, 8 in the morning. Uh, and they were thinking we would, you know, start walking in the parade at like 11 or noon. We didn't step off until I think it was like 5 or 6 p.m. You said step off. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> that we Disney lingo. Disney lingo. We didn't start walking in the parade for like another like, you know, 9, 10 hours. It was such a long day, but it was because so many floats were participating. Uh, and It like, just took that long to yeah, get through everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's exciting, but it's exhausting. Totally, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is a big pride, though. The Stonewall 50, I don't... I mean, as far as American history goes, I feel like Stonewall kind of kicked off this whole movement. The gay rights movement. Yeah, and, like, I think what's really important... I know you're going to get into it, so I won't speak on it, but um, it's cool because, like, we have, like, a podcast like this where it's completely a gay perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't always talk about gay things, but we are completely authentic and open to like speaking Uh about our truth without really caring. And I don't think that we would have had this mindset or this kind of platform. No. Had we not had all those people before us to like guide Mm -hmm. the way and kind of push the boundaries and those limits to be like, you know what? Fuck your societal standard. Like totally. We're here too. And I, which Monet just spoke on, uh, after the New Yorker, came out with uh, the articles ranking all of the drag queens. So Monet, as a little backstory, is her full name is Monet Exchange, and she is the current reigning queen of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 4. Was it 4? Yeah. 
Oh shit! Season four, yes, yeah. wild. But I did, I did hear this. But she came out like so. Essentially, the New Yorker posted uh, okay. an article that said like the top ten, uh, or sorry, the top one hundred most powerful drag queens in America. Yeah, whatever the, whatever, the article yeah. was. Um, but they didn't list any like historical drag no. queen figures. It was, it was all, all RuPaul like, drag race girls, drag which race is great girls. to include that in pop culture and yeah. like, to to make it like a cover piece right. um, for the New Yorker. Like right. that's incredible. But when you're not including any of the history of how we got to these drag queens, like you're losing a whole, such a learning opportunity totally. for for even the gay community. Like completely. before drag race, I was completely unaware of what drag culture was. Or is or could be right. Um, I know yeah. it. It is crazy because even RuPaul is such a big figure in drag, but uh, he wasn't the only figure that got it to mm-hmm. where it is. You know, he's a very small sect of drag where it's like that pretty glamazon drag. But that again totally. is only one little segment of that whole culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's great that at least the people who do have the platform, like Monet, who were who was featured, I think is like number six or something. She is speaking out and bringing up names where people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna look into that. Mm-hmm. What the article should have done." Right, and I think the article from even their own standpoint was a little bit problematic because they're starting to rank them and yeah. like their their significance really was like a challenge on an episode uh-huh. when really they each one of those um, drag queens has a story of how they got even to this point and totally. it's like completely surpassed by just saying oh they were on RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. yeah so I mean that's all side note and but. we've had like side conversations before about how much of a lack of knowledge on our own history I feel like there is within the gay community Within American culture, though. American culture, but even within... Like, I feel that... Um, like, one of my best friends, Bernard, uh-huh. um, grew up where he lived in white communities, but he was very aware of black history right. and culture. Right. Um, I don't feel like even finding myself within a gay community... Did I know the history of gay culture? Right. Like, and if you didn't know gay la- people, you right. wouldn't know. And uh, Sam Smith spoke on that recently, where he has found himself in reading a lot about gay culture and gay history. Um, in well, books. he was in hot water because he didn't know gay co- history. Well, that's what initiated <laughs> his, like, I need to learn my shit because he doesn't I want to look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's super important that we do know our history For and sure. we do see you know even movies like paris is burning and things like that right um which they're actually making a documentary world of wonder is i'm so excited for it to come out but it's about stonewall mm. um rupaul and michelle were talking about it on their podcast um and they were like you know we got to see snippets of it and it looks like so well done and, and well polished right um yeah so that's exciting um so <clears throat> Let me sip my tea. <laughs> tea, tea, tea. Story time. Spill the tea. Yeah, story time. Actually, funny enough, speaking of gay culture, I'm sipping my doo-doo tea. What kind of... Oh, doo-doo tea. Yeah, yeah smooth get that, Get that shit going. Um, well, because, like, traveling throws off my body. Completely. And I, like, need it to help keep me regular. But go, because I'm bottom So man. what, you're going to explain Stonewall in depth? Yeah, so go um, for it. I just want to let you guys know that I'm about to read uh, just an excerpt from uh, history.com about... Uh, the gay rights uh, movement and the Stonewall Inn. So give me just a couple minutes and then we'll talk more personally, but I just want to read this because I think that it is interesting and a good read for people who don't know much about this. Um, So the first part of this talks about gay bars being a place of refuge for people before being gay was acceptable. Uh, So this is all being quoted now. 
The 1960s and preceding decades were not welcoming times for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered Americans. For instance, solicitation of same-sex relations was illegal in New York City, and there was a criminal statute that allowed police to arrest people wearing less than three gender-appropriate articles of clothing. So you would have been arrested with your poom poom shorts. Arrested <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> Your cut off um, denim booty booty yes, doos. Yeah, with, uh, booty doos. <laughs> with the racer back top. <laughs> yes, all of it. Um, for such reasons, LGBT individuals flocked to gay bars and clubs, places of refuge where they could express themselves openly and social- socialize without worry. However, the New York State Liquor Authority penalized and shut down establishments that served alcohol to known or suspected LGBT individuals, arguing that the mere gathering of homosexuals was disorderly. Mm. Thanks to activists' efforts, these regulations were overturned in 1966, and LGBT patrons could now be served alcohol. But engaging in gay behavior in public, i.e. holding hands, kissing, or dancing with someone of the same sex, was still illegal. So police harassment of gay bars continued and many bars still operated without liquor licenses in part because they were owned by the mafia. Um, Which you can read more on that. It has a a link on the word mafia. I did not go into that because I want to keep this kind of short. Where are you reading this from? uh, I said this is from history.com. Got it. Yeah. Um, So now I'm going to jump into just what it says about uh, the Stonewall riots specifically. So in the early hours of June 28th, 1969, New York City police raided the Wait, Stonewall Inn. 1969, of course, 69. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> okay, it's never, exactly. Ever. Um, I'm so dead. <laughs> but it is cool that like June 28th, that's a Friday this year, which initiates like official Pride totally. weekend in New York. Yeah. So it literally is exactly 50 years to the day. Wow. Um, so in the early hours of June 28th, 1969, New York City police raided the Stonewall Inn, a gay club located in Greenwich Village in New York City. The raid sparked a riot among bar patrons and neighborhood residents as police roughly hauled employees and patrons out of the bar, leading to six days of protests and violent clashes with law enforcement outside the bar on Christopher Street, in neighboring streets, and in nearby Christopher Park. The Stonewall riots served as a catalyst for the gay rights movement in the United States and around the world. Um... So you've talked about like Stonewall and uh, the riots in our like fruit, um, facts, fruit facts before. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of all I wanted to like read factually about yeah. it. Um, in that it necessarily, it wasn't necessarily like the start of the gay rights movement, but it definitely brought so much attention to it right. um, that it, it was a catalyst in helping the world to see it right. as a movement and not something that could just be suppressed and right. forgotten about. Because I feel like before a movement... <laughs> becomes a movement you almost have to take a stand and in that moment people decided to take a stand right mm-hmm. like people lived gay but it was like in an undercover way so then people knew it existed but it wasn't like hey nope we're being seen today yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. so um i think in that moment it was a very brave moment for all those patrons for sure totally. to be like no fuck this shit mm-hmm. i want to wear my poon poon shorts which is, yes <laughs> come through queens um which is also like even reading now as a gay man I always think of, like, my early 20s and, like, going out. And, uh-huh. you know, we were talking earlier today about, like, Hamburger Mary's and going there in college or West Hollywood. We right. would go every weekend. Um, and I just remember there was a point where I was like, oh, I don't really want to, like, go out anymore. But it is long-term uh, such a lifestyle for so many gay men to go out and be a part of, you know, quote-unquote, the scene every weekend. 
Um, Cause they work so hard to kind of be able to have that safe space. Yeah. But that's, that's exactly what it, that's, that's the irony of it is these places started as a safe space right. in our history. Um, but still were personally for each of us before we were out. Right. Like I remember, do you remember your first gay club? Yep. Tiger heat. Mine. <laughs> oh no, not mine too. Mine was rage. Oh, okay. like the 18 and overnight. Yeah, yeah. It was my freshman year of college. Somebody had taken me. And I went and I remember being so uncomfortable thinking I would be seen by someone. But I had just moved to L.A. Nobody I knew would have seen me. But that fear that was instilled in me of like, careful, like someone might see you, you might be outed kind of thing. Um, And then it was House of Blues when they were doing their Club Lucky. I don't know if they still do that. I don't know either. But I remember Paul Rico saw me. Uh And again, like before I had really come out... um, and he was there with friends and he saw me dancing on the dance floor. Cause you know, they have that like balcony up top that yeah. overlooks the dance yeah, floor. Yeah. So he saw me from up there and I was like, at the time, Paul Rico was also straight. And so he like texted me, he's like, Hey, I saw you. Like, I hope you have a great night. And I was in shambles. shambles yeah. I was like, Oh my God, he's I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm which is mess. so funny that you're scared because that literally is on the turf of where we work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, so like for context, um, House of Blues sits on Disneyland Resort property. At downtown, it's in downtown Disney. Disney. Not anymore, but it was at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and they always hosted a gay night. Was that Wednesday night? Wednesday nights. So once Wednesday a month. nights yeah. it was Club Lucky yeah. and every gay from Disneyland and every gay from the Orange County area would go. Um would it go. It was so fun. It was so fun. And all of our friends would be there. Um, but I just happened to be caught by a guy who did does work at Disneyland, but yeah. I knew him from college. I and see. he was a part of Interact With Me, a performance troupe in a class. So it was like I two was, worlds colliding. Two worlds colliding. Where you were like living the straight Shane at college yes. and then the gay Disney Shane. And you yes. were like, oh, Well, fuck. I was starting to learn the gay Shane at Disneyland. Right. So I was like loving my night. And then I get one text from somebody outside of that world. Right. And it tore me apart. But what's, what's ironic is I think every gay person has been in that scenario, obviously yeah. with a different storyline, but the same overwhelming feeling of, <gasps> I'm yeah. about to be outed. But to go back to like Club Lucky for me in that moment was a safe haven where uh-huh. I could be on a dance floor surrounded by guys, shirtless guys. Yeah. We were all dancing and like having such a great time. And I felt like this intruder had come in, you know, cause he wasn't out. So at the time I'm thinking like this straight guy is in my space, now, right. like our space, you know, and it's, it takes away that, that safety net that you feel totally. is, is under you totally. when you're in a space like totally. that. Um, which is what makes, the Stonewall Inn, like such a historical monument right. for our our culture, because it almost feels like home for yeah, uh, in a metaphorical sense. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like any Stonewall could be. Have you been to Stonewall? I have not. No. Oh, I celebrated New Year's there. My f- second New York New Year's. Oh. I was a mess. I was like blacked out at that point, but it was still. <laughs> I remember like being. I physically remember being there and like dancing around. It was so fun. Yeah, no, so I've fun. never been to Stonewall, but you know me, going out, because I don't drink, I just yeah. don't like being around the silly, yeah. so it's not really my scene. Stonewall to me is very like New York meets San Francisco. Uh, it's that vibe and that energy of like people. I hate both of those and... cities, so that <laughs> Do you hate San Fran? Yeah. Oh, I love Remember it. we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Sorry. It's all right. Did but... you have anything to add on like the, the safe haven of like gay nightlife? No, I think you pretty much summed it up. For me, that's not a safe haven. Sure. Um... We've talked about it before. I think maybe it's not a safe haven one um, in LA because I don't feel like I connect. Right. Um, 
And then, like, it's not necessarily safe haven in the sense I don't drink, so it's not a space mm-hmm. that I feel, like, comfortable around. Yeah. Um, not that I feel uncomfortable, but it's, like, I would rather spend my time doing else, mm-hmm. like, going to dinner and having, like, deep yeah. conversation. And I was just going to say, I think that's sort of, like, where it started for me, but I right. have definitely, like, grown out of that lifestyle sure. personally. Sure. And I would prefer to, like, go to dinner. Right. Or, like, and for me, like, I don't say it in the sense of, like, I'm better than that. No, I no. envy the fun. Like, I yeah. wish I could have that fun. But just countless times when I've been there, um, it just... I don't see the appeal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because of the way I value having yeah. fun. It's not necessarily the fun I would have. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no... Um, I, I, I love gay bars and clubs cause I think it's such a fun place to be. Cause every time I've gone with straight guys who have never been, they are going into this space. Like, I don't want to get hit on. Uh-huh. I don't want to do that. I'm like, bitch, ain't nobody trying to yeah. talk to you. Yeah. But then when they come out of it, they're like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I think they realize that really there's no judgment uh-huh. and like you're praised for being yourself. Well, especially straight guys. They're like praised even more it, even because more. it's like this. Not, 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 not even like a sexual thing. Cause I think that's where a lot of minds go is like, right. of course, cause everyone wants to sleep with straight guys. Yeah. It's not that it's just like, wow, you're so brave because we knew how scary it was for us to come here when we were in the closet. Mm-hmm. So you as a straight man who doesn't give a fuck, who just could have that kind of like backwards thinking of like, I don't want to get hit on or yeah. whatever, but still go in there and like completely take your guard down and be like, I'm having fun. I'm here with totally. you. I'm celebrating this night at this moment. I'm glad I'm on this journey with you. That is like the bigger message. And I think that's where people resonate when people aren't from the community mm-hmm. in the community to create a safer space not yeah. like to be like judgment right? right and i think that people go in with their guard thinking what the fuck because it's mm-hmm. so unfamiliar but then once they realize like oh this is harmless yeah but also like we have no dress code no cover like we play better music D- drinks are so much stronger yeah. and so much cheaper it's like it's just goodbye. like a party yeah yeah um <laughs> it's funny because Um, I'm jumping ahead in like what I want to talk about a little bit, but there was someone I know from New York who just posted on Facebook this long post about what it feels like um, during like Pride weekend Uh and dressing up like to show out at Pride. And when I say to show out, I don't mean like to impress. I mean like the shortest of shorts or like a skirt or something so off the charts for a typical like guy right. where like today's the day if any day to wear it yeah. because you really know that like it's your day yeah, yeah but like what it feels to dress like that and step out of your like apartment or your house and be in regular culture for a second and be like fuck uh-huh. like maybe i shouldn't have and then you get to where the party's happening you get to where like pride is kicking off and you're like oh fuck that you're like I'm like in what I want to be in. Yeah. I like I'm pulling attention, but in a good way now. And right. like it's being embraced and right. loved and like cheered on. Um and and I I think that that's not always like a great thing to have to experience, but I also think that it's an important thing to recognize in that we still have a lot of work to do, but we're also um we've also made improvements in that we have such a big public space to do that in. Right. You know, totally. It, it can be outdoors. It's just the fear of the transition between those two spaces right. of your home with your metaphorical home. Right. You know, um, but even still, I feel like, um, there's something so liberating of being in a non safe space, but still being a little more boundary pushing or progressive yes. or like more authentic because you're so liberated in the sense that I don't give a fuck that you're staring at me. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe you might have that thought of like, ooh, ooh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit uncomfortable because uh-huh. you're making me uncomfortable. But the idea of like, okay, I'm here. 
Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm in your space, whatever. But I, by literally doing nothing but just existing and having yeah. so much power, I think that 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 says a lot. Totally. But you and I are also speaking of like years from of, years and big city experiences totally. where there are people that again another Facebook post talked about the saddest part of Pride being the guys who are going home to places where like on the subways or the buses. Um, or the streets, they have to take off their pride stickers Absolutely. and their pride gear because Absolutely. it's not safe for them to right. walk home yet. Right. Um, and that's why I say it's important to recognize that we're still in that place where that we're celebrating still it, but not in a majority sense. Totally. Yeah. I yeah. think it actually might be towards a majority sense, but not in an outward majority sense. Because even if you're on that bus, maybe no one has a problem with you, but because you already feel insecure and someone mm-hmm. looks at you in a certain way. You're already assuming, oh my god, yeah. But really, they could be like, wow, he's got balls. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Or any, any, right. any, any which way. But yeah, yeah, totally. It's like I think it's just years of torment where you already jump to like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. they're judging me for the wrong reason because everything previous to this moment has told you they're judging you for the wrong. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, so this is like a little bit on a like darker, almost more sad note, but it's super important to bring up again in terms of our gay history. Mm-hmm. Um, this year not only marks the 50th Stonewall anniversary, but it marks the third anniversary of the Pulse shooting mm-hmm. in Orlando. Um, and that happened on June 12th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where you were for that? I don't. No? June 12th, 2016. I don't, no. Mm. I remember I was visiting John Luke mm-hmm. um, in Denver. Mm-hmm. John Luke, to give context, is someone I knew from my second cruise contract. Mm-hmm. Um and I was visiting him in Denver, and we were driving, I think, I don't remember where we were driving to, but I just remember being in the car with him, and I was sitting in um, the passenger seat, and Nathan had texted me. Um, Nathan is a friend of ours from Disney who has lived in Orlando for the past, like, seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. And he texted me in the morning, like, before I had woken up, and was like, hey, I just want you to know I'm okay, I'm at home, like, everything's fine. Right. And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea. I'm getting chills talking about this. And so, of course, like, we were in the car, and I was, like, looking up what was happening, and I was reading a news article, and not knowing any other context other than, like, what was breaking news at the moment and the little bit that they knew, I just remember as I was reading the article, like, I just started breaking down, like, crying. Mm -hmm. And I think what really got me was the article talked about um, testimonies from people who had gone into the club afterwards. Yeah. After everything was all said and done, and... um, like the noise or the sound of all of the cell phones ringing. Trying to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Of like families and friends trying to check up on these people who had been shot and killed. Right. Um, of the 49 people. Right. And I think at the time that was the largest massacre on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a, it, it has become such a historical moment for us in that it reminds us of of the hate that still does exist. Right. And what we're still fighting for. Right. In pride. Right, right, know? right. Um, yeah, and like speaking on safe space, it sucks that someone would come in into a safe space. Cause exactly. That, that could have been real for any of us, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, LGBTQ people that were victims of that. It right. was allies right. as well. Right. You know, um, but I mean, um, not to like mask over what happened, but I feel like 
I'm a person to kind of look into the beauty of things. Mm -hmm. And it's not beautiful when a massacre happens, but I do feel like the beauty of it is that it shows people where we are. Yeah. And it really shines a light of the truth. Mm -hmm. And then it makes people feel like driven to do something. Totally. You know what I mean? Because if it united a lot of people when yeah, it's like there's that that um those microaggressions that happen where it's hard to put your finger on it but then when it's an obvious aggression like massacre then you're like oh shit this is real people are out there who it's it's not okay you know or have a stance on whatever social or political view and Uh um, when that gets brought to light you're like you know what when you tell me that you are feeling unjust or whatever it makes sense do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean or like when someone's like oh I'm like scared to walk around sometimes because I'm gay I always feel like people are like, that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it is though. Yeah. And it's not as blatant as like getting like Matthew Shepard right. where you're right. getting like dragged out and like killed and then hung up on a fence. But it's it's still close to home to where you have to go through it every day where you notice things that someone who isn't gay wouldn't have to notice. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it hard to like continue going. So when you see it, at least it's like with Orlando, it's brought to the attention in yeah. a very, very big way. Unfortunately, it had to happen. Yeah. But um, at least it's a starting point to be like, yo, yeah, you know, it brings out humanity for in sure. people for sure. You know, that connection of, oh my God, it wasn't just gay people. It was a mother who right. was lost. Right. You and know? I think the connection is like these people lost a son, lost a right. daughter, lost a mom, lost, you know, yeah. a friend. And I think anyone could relate to that, uh-huh. whether, whether you have a certain stance on one way or another, it's yeah. like. Death is not something light, but at least you can rally around it because everyone has experienced it. Totally. In some sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. Um, to move out of that like darker space, it just is an important part of that history that yeah. I wanted to talk about. Totally. Um, because, you know, 50 years ago, Stonewall riots happened, but 50 years, well, 47 years later, you know, 49 people die in yeah. a massacre like that. Yeah. Um, but so like we've obviously talked about what pride is meant to be like where has sort of developed from Mm -hmm. um, is this like fight to be recognized Mm -hmm. on a large scale. Mm -hmm. Um, But what does it mean to you now? Um, I struggle with that only because I feel like pride, the way you see it done at like festivals, I don't resonate with Mm -hmm. again, because I feel like it's a party that brings drinking and sex and drugs and like, Mm -hmm. A celebration in a way that I probably wouldn't celebrate. Totally. But with that said, I'm not saying that they're celebrating it wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just not my celebration. So I feel like I'm on the outside still mm-hmm. because like I want to enjoy it. But then yeah. when it starts getting silly, I'm like, oh, yeah, damn it. Or it starts becoming of like, look at my body or yeah. trying to like show out in that way. I'm like, damn, I want to be behind this message. But I feel like it's getting filtered in a view that I don't not not. Not that I don't support, but I just, it's not something mm-hmm. I invest in. Um, but I guess what makes me happy when I hear pride is pride to me is being authentic. Authenticity to me is pride. And that's why I think it goes beyond a gay thing. I think it is great for gay because the best form of someone who is gay is to like come out and be their authentic self. And once you realize that you don't give a shit about society standards that are thrown on you, it's like a completely... Um, huge relief and like life-changing moment and i think every gay person who does come out kind of goes through that where you're like well fuck why do i care and you realize you only care because you've been told to care yeah and you're like you know i don't give a shit that's not me i'm not i'm not investing time in that it's like a whole awakening right and i just wish that 
straight people had a situation like that in their life to where they're like, I don't give a fuck because I feel like a lot of friends buy into, like a lot of female friends that are close to me buy into what society thinks the woman should be or act Mm. like. And when you ditch that, it's like, wow, I didn't care. I only cared and stressed myself out because I was told to. And that's where I think pride is so strong is that when you're finally being authentic to yourself and who you are, it it changes your world mm-hmm. figuratively and like yeah. literally where like literally you live different you live lighter yeah you live happier mm-hmm. and um that is a celebration i can get behind um totally. so when people are wearing crazy outlandish stuff but it's like an extension of who they are mm-hmm. it gives me so much joy to be like yeah. yeah you are rocking it yeah like i'm here for that so for sure pride and authenticity are synonymous yeah yeah um so I kind of know like where you stand on all of that uh-huh. <clears throat> and thinking ahead in this conversation, like when I was kind of outlining what it is that I did want to talk about, uh-huh. um, knowing that direction, I started thinking like, I, I do feel the same often. Yeah. Um, but reading up more on the Stonewall, his- the history of Stonewall yeah. and the riots that, that happened there and what Stonewall and other gay clubs and bars were beforehand Uh Mm -hmm. it almost helps to make sense of why everybody drinks at pride and why it becomes such a celebration extravagant you know weekend of partying and sex and alcohol and you know drugs for people is because that's that is how it started right like it was people escaping the realities in these Spaces that, like, yes, you and I have maybe personally moved out of a little bit and, like, oh, this isn't really, like, my scene, so to speak, as much anymore. But that, historically speaking, is what the scene was for For people, you know? Um, And let me just pause you there, because when I say that, it's not saying that I don't, I wish Pride was different. No, 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 not at all. What I say is I wish I... I think a lot of people feel that way, Totally, but I wish I could enjoy Pride the way that it looks like people are enjoying it, you know? And it almost makes me feel more alone in that situation, Mm because I'm like, damn, I'm not a part of the mass, you know? Totally. Um, But it's not like a, it's not a um, dissection of, like, how people should or shouldn't be proud. Right, right. Um, I will say the one thing that I personally love about Pride is and blow maybe jobs. just kidding. Yes. <laughs> blow, blow jobs, jobs, eating ass, eating ass, um, swallowing cum, uh, cum fart queen, cum fart queen. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I and this is again like speaking from a, a white male's perspective, mm-hmm. but I personally feel like on the day of or. I'm speaking specifically in regards to the parade, like a pride parade. For sure. I feel like you get every type of individual within the LGBTQ plus community. And through the parade route, every person on the parade route is cheering. Yeah. It's a very Even come together moment. Even if you don't moment. understand it, the other 364 days of the year, there's that one moment where the entire parade is so excited for everyone in the parade. Here's the thing, and I have a gay confession. I've never watched a Pride Parade. Really? Yeah. I've only only have gone to the festival, which mm. is the after hour thing. Right. Do yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's almost like going to the wedding, skipping the ceremony, but going uh-huh. to the reception. But <laughs> um, so in that because sense, everybody's been day drinking for sure. at the parade. So, so, yeah. so I guess I can't really 
comment on that because i think if i were to go to that that probably be an experience where i'm like i can get behind that yeah yeah and it's almost hard for me personally like maybe this just comes from like disney background of like Uh being in parades it's hard for me to (laughs) watch the parade (laughs) no i imagine i'm like that was off sir you need to be on count one you're on count two (laughs) um it, <laughs> your transitions are off. <laughs> yeah. You're not tra- travel, 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 travel. Keep it moving. Um, no, it it's almost difficult to just stand and watch the parade. I want like you I get be a part so excited it? watching it that yeah. I want to just jump in, and that's kind of the beauty of Pride. Is honestly, if somebody jumped into a group that they weren't a part of, that group would embrace them in that moment yeah. and be like, "Yeah, come on!" Like, there's nobody stopping you from becoming part of the parade. It's not a lead. <laughs> No, there's no lead telling you to, like, Get off this parade route. Um, And that's sort of the beauty of it is, is like, even if for that moment, and that just proves that we have work to do within our own community, but even if for that moment it's all-inclusive, like you were saying earlier, that's the beauty of Pride for me personally is, like, we have that moment together. Right. You know? Um, And I love that, Come together. Hey. Right now. Over me. Doom, 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 doom. Um, where do you think the gay movement is heading? Um, to hell. Just yes. kidding. <laughs> sinners, sinners, sinners. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I I think I have an idea of where I want it to go, but um, I feel like the gay movement. It's hard to say because I feel like everyone has their own like little agenda, mm. and part of it is like there's like juxtapositions within our own community that I feel like people want to say that they want certain things for us, but mm. it's like for their own community within a community, you yeah. know? Um, but for me, what I want is like a movement where nothing matters mm. when it comes to love, like mm-hmm. that unconditional boundless love where if you love the same person of the same sex or a transgender, or you feel like you want to take on the masculine role, feminine role, whatever those things are, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you do you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this yeah. just that endless, boundless possibility of, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were born as that, like, dichotomy of, like, boy and girl, but really within that, you can be all of the above. Yeah. And we're all born naked and then the rest is drag. Exactly. The rest yeah. is drag where we are performing what we want the world to see us mm-hmm. as. And I wish that all those pressures and, like, societal things were, like, gone you know and this is gonna sound so so like simple but like i always wish that we could like as men wear maxi dresses which Mm. we could like honestly there's nothing wrong with it like i could i probably get a few hundred stairs but like that to me that's what i want is where someone rocks that and it's not about the dress or like the fingernail color or the hairstyle but it's about you you embrace it because it's like cool yeah or like I love that but it's not like oh that's cool for a guy to wear do yeah. you know what I mean? almost like spotlighting uh-huh. where you're like a male nurse when it's just like no it's just a nurse you yeah. get what I'm saying yeah. or like a um I don't know a black comedian yeah. they're just a comedian they happen to be black yeah. you know like all of those subcategories and stuff again it's that's more going on gender or race I mean but it's very that where it's just mm-hmm. open and boundless and yeah as as people feel where um we just come from a certain place where there isn't any more struggle mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah like you don't need to explain who you are you just like that's you yeah yeah which is um one of the things i said uh on last week's episode i'm really into tales of the city on netflix uh-huh. they sort of live in this community where everything and everybody is so free flowing 
Mm. And it's it's so intertwined that people can't really they're learning that they can't box things into a specific label or category because it's so fluid. Right. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about that show. Right. Um, but I think when I look forward, like in the gay uh, movement, um, I always think of Canada. Mm. Like, do you watch Handmaid's Tale? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, in Handmaid's Tale, essentially America's under siege and becomes, you know, this. You need to get out more. You watch too much TV. No, it's so good. <laughs> but I hear hand, Handmaid's Tale is great. It's but so it's good. Like your references it's are so always reflective like, of like. Your references are always like some, some scripted drama. <laughs> well, but so I'm ahead. not referencing the Housewives. <laughs> but that's so real you can life. Relate. Housewives are real life. Here. Okay. Um, everybody in like what. America has become flees to Canada yeah. and everybody is like just embraced for, for being them and like yeah. making it to a place that they can call home, Yeah, you know? And, um, having traveled to Canada, it is a very, like nobody, ca- it feels like nobody cares right. in comparison to some places here in the U S right. um, there, there's so many years ahead of us sure. in terms of, not only like the gay movement, but like you know, legalizing marijuana or are we talking healthcare. about Canada? Canada, not hands made tell Canada. Correct. Okay. Well, I mean, both Canada is is very well represented, uh, realistically represented in the show. In the show. Yeah. So that's kind of why my head always goes to Canada. Um, and the reason I bring up Handmaid's Tale is this season, the second season, just or whatever season they're on, just started premiering. Uh. Um, and they're showing a lot of what it is to to make it up there now. Mm. And I'm like, that's what I picture that to be is like, they just don't care. They just want like humans to live. Right. You know? And that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I, cause I feel like people think that like, you can't have an opinion, mm. right? When you're in that world, like you can't have a judgment or opinion. I think that that's fine where you can be like, well, that's weird. But I don't think you should cast a feeling towards it. It's like, I don't like that because that's weird. Right. It's just like, oh, that's different. I wouldn't do that, but go right. for it. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I want to like asterisk in looking forward, like in my point of view, is I I want people to just be able to live, but I also want them to still be celebrated for those differences. Right. And respected. Right. Yeah. Not yeah, like, yeah. ew, he's wearing a dress, but, oh, he's wearing a dress. That's different. Right. But good for you. Yeah. I like, don't you ca- have balls for that or whatever right. the case is, that 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 uh-huh. world word choice you want yeah. to give to describe that. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to camouflage everybody's being the same. For sure. I want differences to still be celebrated. For sure. But and if you don't want to be different, celebrate that too. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um... So, mm, what is, like, the importance to you of, right now, specifically, I don't know how much you know, but, like, pride around the world? Because um, I feel like there's a lot of news stories right now of places, like, I've read in Africa recently, where one country voted against decriminalizing the gay lifestyle. Right. And... Uh, another country voted for it, which was like a huge step in African Uh culture. Um, It's crazy because I don't think that we always think about places like that. We don't. Where it's literally criminalized to be gay. And like um, something lighter, but Taiwan, I think. Mm, I think it was Taiwan. They just legalized gay marriage. Gay marriage. Um, Which feels like so long ago for us, doesn't it? Or no? No, I still feel feel like like it's very common. Or still recent. um, Recent, yes, but I feel like what I mean by that is I feel like there are so many other things happening that it's like 
why who fucking still cares about gay marriage yeah like that was so long ago you're like that was yesteryear you <laughs> need to was, get yes. into the present that was fall fashion we're in summer yeah. now yeah <laughs> um I'm going to be honest and say that I don't keep up with, like, gay mm-hmm. news around the world. Because, um, like, very ignorantly of me, it does not affect me. But, of course, it's part of my yeah. um, community, whether it's, like, my actual community here that I live with mm-hmm. or community in the sense of, like, where we come from the same cut of cloth. Yeah. Um, but I also think that America, and this is, like... Again, probably a naive thing to say, but it is somewhat true that America kind of sets a standard as far as what the world should see. And I think what American politics are, are world politics. Because, you know, like even with Trump being president, I think a lot of other countries know who our president is and always is. We never know what other people's, like the prime minister of England beats me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So it's very that. And so I think the work you do here kind of sets ripples around the world. Yeah. Um, and that's why people I think around the world find it also problematic that someone like Trump is in the White mm. House because it sets that weird precedence of like we're it's reflected taking, elsewhere. Yeah, it's reflected yeah. elsewhere. Um, and so for me, I think what's important and I, I see this in a like a um, Buddhist sense is like do your own journey mm. and that will you'll be able to like give more do you yeah. know what i'm saying so it's like yeah. the same do better for your own community and through that that can set a ripple just like america sets a ripple out to the rest of the world totally so like to to know those things happening i i, I don't keep up with it as much as like i hear the big news stories but i'm not mm-hmm. like deep diving deep into each country's like yeah. political view or whatever but in a sense i think that doing what is good in your own community will affect yeah the rest of the world I think what the reason that I bring up this question in particular is it makes me a little sad thinking about the places that I no longer want to visit Mm. because A, I'm fearful of my life and B, I don't think that my presence there would be impactful enough to be worth risking my life for. But here's the thing, it is. Because think about it, in America, you would have said the same shit when stone riots were going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might feel feel fearful. Um, But I think there's a difference of where I live versus where I would just be visiting. The difference like when it... I think of like Russia, uh-huh. I think of, yes, we need to speak up on behalf of what's happening. Like in Chechnya where gay men are literally disappearing right. or suspected gay men are disappearing right. and there's word of them being, you know, tortured to right. death. Right. Um, I think it's worth raising a voice about, but I don't personally know that it's worth my life going to Russia. But I mean, granted, are you really trying to go to Russia regardless? The food is shit. <laughs> <laughs> But like the even, weather's cold. But I think of I like saying, knowing totally so kidding. many people like from cruise ships or who have done different like Disneyland contracts yeah. around the world where they're visiting these places and you see a photo and you're like, oh my God, that'd be so cool to go to. Sure. You know, like the, what is it? The St. Peter- Petersburg like Moss rooftops or stuff, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm like, that would have been so cool to see. Not worth risking my life to go see. Right. You know, because I literally don't trust Russia as a country knowing how violent they sure. are towards gay people. Sure. I get um, what you're saying. Um, I think being there is enough to make a presence, but if you don't feel safe, I don't think anyone and yourself included should be forced to feel like you need to be in that environment. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes maybe making a stand in that sense does make a big difference. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Because if we all kept going with the flow, we would still be living in the 1950s. Yeah, I think there has to be pushback. I just... That was a firework. Celebrating Gay Pride 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, this last question that I have is, um, sort of echoing like what we talked about a little bit before, but, uh, 
um, so many critiques come out during Pride about like the hypersexuality and mm-hmm. the party scene. Um, not just during Pride, but during the rest of the year as well. Like in general, about the gay community that we're like oversexualized. And, yeah. Um, again, I just like want to raise that as a point because I think it's so important to recognize that like we come from a place of being suppressed sexually. Yeah. You know, and that's such a human instinct like to be sexual right um but or do you think that that ever goes away though what do you mean S- that sexuality because because you say like we've been suppressed so now as an adult we're almost going through adolescence in essence right mm-hmm. like we're now doing this new sexual right. awakening because now we feel comfortable being able to express mm-hmm. our love sex in the means that we want to but i don't ever think that goes away or weans off because i feel like older no. gay men are just as yeah sexual. but that's the thing is i feel like it's been woven into our identity as a community of like i don't think that we are being sexual to prove a point i think that we're acting upon I mean, maybe some people are acting to for, like, the shock value mm-hmm. of it. But I feel like a lot of people are... They fight so hard to be authentically themselves that when it comes to something like a basic instinct like sex, they don't care to, like, restrict that or cover that because uh-huh. that is a part of what they're feeling or going through at the time. Sure. Um, and it becomes a part of, like, I've fought to be here. You know, like, we've become a community so comfortable with, like the shock value of just being a human mm-hmm. that I don't think that we should be demonized for being over-sexualized or whatever. Cause sure. a lot of people fight like you shouldn't bring kids to a pride parade. And I understand. No, I don't think a kid needs to see like uh, Dick swinging around. Right. But like if a girl's wearing pasties, like let the girl wear pasties. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she's not sexualizing her breasts, if anything, she's trying to, like, desexualize it. I think part of it is the person who is perceiving the breasts are sexualizing it. Like, totally. that's what you should look into. Right. She's not being like, look at me, I'm sexual. But because you see breasts as sexual, you think mm-hmm. it's a sexual act. So, like, kind of look inward on but that. But that's what I but... love about our communities. We sort of set those standards for ourselves. Right. We're not looking to other right. people to either sexualize it or not. To me, because I was just, like... um at a naked beach the other day. Mm, um, I didn't at? I didn't get naked in Maui. Okay. Um, but the group I was with wanted to go. And I yeah. was like, this is so awkward. And a, a couple of girls who are straight, they were like, my boyfriends would never come. Like, it's too sexual here. And I was like, it's not sexual, no, though. Like, I was not. like, no one's out there trying to, like, be like, look at me. I want to get fucked. It's mm-hmm. just like, this is a liberating free yeah. thing. And sorry that, like, you go to sex because uh-huh. that's what... Um, America kind of teaches us totally. that, that, that that prudish where it's like if there's cleavage it's sexual uh-huh. so we need to cover up so now that the body is exposed you're thinking sex 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 because that's all we see a naked yeah. body is in sexual context um so and there were kids there too and they're like mm-hmm. I can't believe people bringing their kids there. I was like it's okay it's like the body but this is where I had the issue okay they were drinking and like having like doing drugs like everyone was smoking weed and it was like a hippy dippy thing and someone okay. was like walking around selling shrooms and stuff and i was like yeah mm. kids shouldn't be around that sure and that's where i'm like if you're gonna for me if you're gonna like push a thing it's like pride is like a club atmosphere and people are on drugs and like getting drunk and acting silly and sloppy and it's a very adult kind of environment yeah kids don't need to be around drunk adults sure so that's where i'm like Okay. Which I feel like happens a little more like at the festival, what you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like that after right. party Right, but that's, feel. What, that's what I was going to get at too. It's where it's like the parade, 
No, people right. aren't doing that at the parade. I mean, they might start they are, getting walking drunk. Right past you, they're, like, exactly. Let it go. Let it go. Know? But um, um, it's not sexual if a girl has her boobs out. Right. She's not like fuck me. Right. 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 Fuck you. Like fingering herself as she's walking down the parade. No. Um, I one of my first nude beach experiences was when I went to Fire Island last uh-huh. year, just for a day. Yeah. And Fire Island is like all gay centric. Like you don't go to Fire Island to like not experience gay culture. Yeah. Um, but people naked on the beach was as hypersexual as Fire Island is as like a community. The nudity on the beach was not sexualized. Right. It was very much people just like walking around on a beach because right. it's liberating and it's because not they like, can. Exactly. It's not like they're sitting out there having sex or right. like jacking off with the hard no, dick not at all. walking around. It's like they're just like being in their safe mm-hmm. environment and you're the one making it sexual because totally. you're like, oh my God, there's a naked man. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's that. That is that. Be a um, faggot. Be a proud faggot. But I think that <laughs> since we celebrated Pride and kind of what we felt like it was, I think we should highlight the current events that are kind of like raining on our parade. Yes. And I guess our take on it. Okay, raining on our parade. Whoop. Literal raining on <laughs> Literally. our parade, right? Um, so we got some rotten fruit this week. Womp womp. Ooh, wait, that's some rotten shit. Now that's gotta go. Okay, so rotten fruit. Okay, let's we have get what into it. four things we want to talk four about. Things. Okay, so I'll let you introduce, and then we'll I'll give the facts and the nitty gritty. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to keep on like the pride theme, and in talking about that with all of the beauty and the positives that come with the love of pride, uh, also come drawbacks and hate, um, because we live in a country of freedom, and uh, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to make sure you get it. I get, get it. it. So what's that rotten lime? We'll start with the rotten lime. Rotten lime. What is it? I don't know. What? Oh, okay. Well, oh, the topic. Yeah, the oh, topic. I thought you were going to like take it away from here. No, no, no. Great. I want you to do um, So one of the things that has like come to the media lately is um, a Carbon Hill, which is a city in Alabama. Uh, its mayor has come out and basically said that the only way to ensure like a positive future for younger generations is to kill off gay people. In essence, he wants us to go into a civil revolution again. And so did you say his name was Mark Chambers? I did not. Okay. Well, I just said he's from, he's a mayor from Carbondale, Alabama. So let me just read you. um, And I quote what he said. We live in a society where homosexuals lecture us on morals, transvestites lecture us on human biology, baby killers lecture us on human rights, and socialists lecture us on economics. By giving the minority more rights than the majority, I hate to think of the country my grandkids will live in unless somehow we change, and I think that will take a revolution. The only way to change it would be to kill the problem out. I know it's bad to say, but without killing them out, there's no way to fix it. That's wild. So really, this is coming from the United States of America. Are you surprised though? Like I'm not surprised, but I just this is your naive whiteness talking. This is where no my blackness knows that this is America, bitch. (laughs) You're just as white as me. Um, No, but like I'm not surprised. But this is like why I was reiterating and echoing myself earlier is. We're in a month where, like, we're celebrating World Pride and, like, the progress we've made in the past 50 years. And there's a fucking congressman or, like, a mayor from Alabama, 
like coming out and calling for the persecution of gays. Like right. this is why you well, know shows like not, Handmaid's not Tale specifically gays, but we're included in that persecution. Sure, but like <laughs> this is why shows like Handmaid's Tale are so prevalent and prevalent important. and reflective of like current cultures right. because we're not that far off from being that. Totally, you know. Um, and these are the kinds of signs that people tend to overlook that lead us to these places right. that we suddenly are like, oh my god, how do we come back from this? Right, right. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just funny because, not funny, but I'm not surprised. Because right. I think as much as there's um, praise in one way, there's always going to be non-support in another. Right. And he has every right to say these things. I think what's funny is he looks ridiculous. And, yeah. every, and I think in a majority sense, everyone knows that. So mm-hmm. I love when people come to the forefront to be a voice of stupidity or yeah. ignorance because you're now out in public and you're like, motherfucker, yeah. come at me. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's like before you're like hiding behind a computer screen, but like, no, show me your motherfucking yeah. face. Catch these hands, bitch. <laughs> so catch these hands, Mr. Mark Chambers. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's um, so funny. What's the next, next rotten fruit? We'll call this the rotten strawberry. Girl, he's the rotten orange. Ooh, that's better. The rotten motherfucking orange. Work. Rotten orange, for sure. The 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, uh, tweeted out at the beginning of the month in support of Pride. And this is his tweet as I read. As we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation, let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punishes, imprison, and even execute individuals. So thank you, Mr. Trump. I will give you some like praise to like speak out in a positive way towards this community or my community but you want to go into why this is some motherfucking no because this is where i cannot like withhold my anger the way that you can because i want to say like fuck you you can say fuck you well i am okay but i'm just saying like i don't feel like my conversation is always as productive in the sense of like what I had mentioned to you earlier, you don't get to ban transgendered people no. from the fucking military and then be like, I support the LGBT. What do you think the motherfucking T stands for? for Transgender, no. which you just banned no, from the military. T, T stands for tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mean. that's the thing. It's like this motherfucker loves to like talk out of one ear and talk out of one side of his mouth and talk, you know, say yeah, the yeah. exact opposite where it's like literal lies and bullshit. It makes bullshit. no fucking sense. Right. No but then, sense. But literally his supporters will be like, but see, he's he's supporting you. Uh-huh. It's like, no, fuck you. Uh-huh. Like, he's not. He's, he's not, not supporting us. And this is my whole idea of love where you can say whatever the fuck you want, but it's all about action, mm-hmm. right? You can say you support us, but then your actions tell us completely different. Right. The actions always come up as the, the signifier of who you truly are, yeah. you know? Again, no one's going to be running around like, I'm a good person. If you're a good person, mm-hmm. your actions show you're a good person. You never right. need to say it. So same thing here. It's like, if you're going to show support, show it by your policies, yeah. by your beliefs, by your morals, not by some fucking whack-ass tweet that you could, you know, right. come together in like five seconds. And speaking of tweets, like, uh, like this is a note to gays. Please pick your fucking battles. Um, we just had Memorial Day, right? Yeah. So on Memorial Day, Sarah Jessica Parker tweeted... Um, supporting the men, women, and the LGBT service members of our military, uh-huh. like present and past. And people were attacking her, being like, oh, do you have to call out the LGBTs? Like, why are we not just all men and women? And it's like, take her actions over the okay. past however many decades Let of me her career. That. 
I don't know what she truly meant, but when I hear that, what I read is exemplifying that LGBT, LGBT is part of American culture and gave you these rights as well for the people who don't support gay people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's trying to say they're, they were gay and they were still fighting for your country. Right, exactly. And so that's why I'm like, yeah. But above great, just great her, her tweet, like, she has been so inclusive of the gay community right. over like, her entire fighting? career. Right. Stop fighting people like her and take someone like Donald Trump's tweets and be like, no, he's fucked up. She's actually in I don't even think you can fight either one because what Sarah Jessica Parker, fuck the person who's upset about that. Maybe the but word, it was like a whole thing. Like right, granted, maybe the word choice wasn't something that you wanted, but the intention's the same. Mm -hmm. She's still supporting your. But bitch people ass. like Chelsea Handler, like who are in huge support, but as a comedian, also uses us as a punchline right. from time to time. Right. Look at her work. Right. Or like her her efforts towards. Right fighting for right. our rights. But even still know? with Donald Trump, why fight him? You know he's a bullshit fucking person. Right. I think you know it's fighting more of like what he represents amongst I us. Think, I think there's... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was so that was like my little D note of like pick your battles. Yeah, and I make sure you're yeah. fighting. Whoever's the right mad people. about that, I'm I'm curious to have a conversation. I would love to know why that upsets you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. People are crazy out here. Okay, crazy. so so we did rotten lime, rotten orange. orange. Well, let's do rotten strawberry since we didn't use it. Great. <laughs> um, so nope. Let's let's um. Okay, great. Ron Strawberry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what. So, rotten Boston cream pie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> perfect. It's not a fruit, but it's rotten. Boston um, cream pie. <laughs> so there has been rallied support for the city of Boston to host. I don't think it's rally support. Um, amongst a specific community, white straight males. Yeah. Which you wonder why you're always being called out. And it's this fucking reason. There has been support amongst people for a straight parade. Straight pride. Straight pride parade. I can't even fucking say it because it sounds so stupid. <laughs> it does sound silly. Um, but yeah, take it away from there. So this is why it's problematic to have a straight pride parade. The only reason there's like Black History Month or Asian American Month or Pride Month is because the, those types of people I just named their lives were problems because they existed. Yes. So then that's why we're taking pride in who we are. So on the Gay Times, they had a nine, um, they say nine reasons why there doesn't need to be a straight pride parade. And I thought these were actually really good. I'm just going to okay. blow through these real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But number one, straight cis people aren't being murdered for being straight. Mm -hmm. When gay people have gotten murdered for being gay, and we've just named and a plethora, yeah. Matthew Shepard as being one. Two, straight people can travel without fear of being straight, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Going to Russia, you don't have to worry about that if you're right. straight. Middle you fit, East. You, yeah. Middle East, all of that. Um, three, straight cis people have always been able to legally marry. Mm -hmm. You don't have, They didn't have to fight for that, right? Right. Straight cis people have never been jailed for being straight. Mm -hmm. You just exist as a normal citizen. Straight cis people aren't called sinners for being straight. Mm -hmm. You're praised for it. Straight cis people don't face heterophobia at work. Because you Oof. fit right into the work climate. Yeah. Straight cis people see themselves across all pop culture, every love, romantic com, mm -hmm. anything, whatever. Your 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 storyline right. is being exemplified. Right. Straight cis people don't have to correct people on pronouns. Right. That goes out to our transgender community. And that's something that I will say, like, we're even still learning. Totally. Um, and that's, it just has to be a continued conversation. Right. Of like, and it's okay if you Please help me learn. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay if you mistake it, but then correct it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, straight. And then number nine, the last one is straight cis people aren't denied medical help for being straight. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. 
and or so like being in you know a hospital room with their partner and i think there's like, like yeah. plenty of things that we've fought for those were just nine examples of things that straight people just get because they're totally. straight so yep. that's why we don't need to have a straight pride because no. you get to have that pride every day of yeah. your life like you always are celebrated mm-hmm. for being straight so we don't need to give you a pat on the back for right. just existing because we definitely got a punch in the back for existing. Yeah, and that's the thing about pride is like it is a day. We're not asking you to like celebrate us every it's, fucking it's, day of the year. It's, it's a like, month, Shane. It's a month. No, but I mean like a parade in the <laughs> city it, is it, only it. a day. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's actually a weekend, but we'll just keep going. Okay, just the parade, bitch. <laughs> the parade is one day. I'm kidding. Imagine like a three day long. You're parade. like, okay, we only get a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the radio. I'll but shout that's out. the thing. Like nobody's asking to be like recognized and celebrated on a daily basis every day of the year. It's right. like just Which, give us this moment. Just the moment. Like, yeah. yeah. And like by you, and this is what kills me when it comes to equality, by you giving someone equal rights takes no rights away mm-hmm. from you. <laughs> it literally Speaking of a Boston cream pie, someone was like, equality is not a pie. It's not a pie. Like giving us our slice or what is it? Um giving us our cut of the pie doesn't take more pie away from you. It has nothing to do with pie. Right. You know, right. it's like you get a pie, now I get a pie. Exactly. You enjoy your pie, I'll enjoy my pie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, really wrapping up quick because we're running a little bit long. But um, I don't care. We're <laughs> celebrating the gayness of this podcast. Let's say Rotten Apple. Okay. And this is a this is a really heartbreaking story. But. It is. Um, so a lesbian couple in London was riding home on a subway. Yeah. Okay. Um, the tube, as they call the it. The tube. Um, and they were being harassed by uh, four, but then I guess they arrested a fifth high schooler, like uh, all males. And they were being um, taunted and being told, like, oh, you know, kiss or asked to kiss yeah. in front of these guys. Yeah. Being over-sexualized. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were giving them every reason as to why they shouldn't have to do that. And these guys beat on these two women. Um, the name of the woman who, uh, well, there's two, but Melania Gamont, Ga- Gaminet, um, and hit her girlfriend, Chris, and we found this information on CB News, CB, CBS News, but yeah. um, there's pictures as well, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, Their faces are all bloody. All bloody, and could you imagine you're with your girlfriend, and a group of, like, four people came up, like, hey, kiss your girlfriend, and you're like, uh-huh. who the fuck are you? And you're like, kiss your motherfucking girlfriend, and right. then you don't, and they beat you and your girlfriend's ass? Like, what just right. for existing that's why right. i feel like it's stupid to say you need a straight pride parade mm-hmm. because that would never happen right or if it would it's very uncommon yeah and i would feel just as horrible if that ever was a situation you had to go through yeah yeah and that just brings it to the global scale like london is a very progressive place to be but right. it's just it's reflective of like the hate that you know our president right. displays right. that's seen overseas and i think um i guess we can end on this note that the world is reluctant to change always, totally. right? Yeah. But in order for an arrow to fly, it does have to be pulled back. Boom. So these little moments of pulling arrow. back, know that no matter what, everything great has come from struggle, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if it just existed, you wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. But because through struggle, you know what it's like to not have. So when you do have, you're like, fuck, I will never not have ever mm-hmm. again. And that's just our moment of not having yeah. and now having, and now we can celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm happy we had this Pride episode. I am too. So happy Pride, babes. Happy Pride, babes. Um, as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can um, DM us at... 
I almost forgot. <laughs> Fruit Snacks Pod. This this podcast called Fruit Snacks. Okay, Shane, we're in. I almost said Insta Insta Fruit. <laughs> That's what almost came out of my mouth. It's Fruit so, Snacks Pod on Instagram. You can DM us there, and then you can also email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate if you write, subscribe, rate, all of the above. Share. And then when like. you're listening again, just go ahead and screenshot it and load it up to your story, and then we will definitely repost it to show the love. Tag us, babes. Tag us, babes. But as always, happy Pride Month, happy even Pride though it's coming to an end. But um, I'm so glad that we got to celebrate it with you guys. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Catch you guys next week on Fruit Snacks. Bye. Bye. So this week on Fruit Facts, again, we only have one short fruit fact in this Pride episode. And we question World Pride and if it was a thing that happens every year. So just a little backstory on World Pride. World Pride is an event that promotes lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, which is LBG, uh, LGBT pride um, issues on an international level through parades, festivals, and other cultural activities. So ultimately, it's just the Pride Festival, but it's on like a global stage. The inaugural World Pride was held in Rome in 2000. So that was the first one. The host cities are selected by Interpride, which is an international association of pride coordinators as its annual general meeting. They'll pick a, pick a city that they want um, to host the pride world pride event. Um, it isn't yearly. Um, and just through the look of um, when we look at the history of it, it seems like. It's random because I'll just give you a little quick synopsis. But in 2000, the first World Pride was in Rome. And then six, six years later in 2006, it was hosted in Jerusalem. Then six years later after that in 2012, it was London. Two years after that, 2014 in Toronto. Three years after that in 2017 in Madrid. And then two years after that, it's 2019 this year in New York, which is the Stonewall 50. And then it doesn't happen again until 2021, which is in Copenhagen. So maybe after a while they decided to do it every other year, but it seems like it's kind of at random. Uh, but that's pretty much it for Fruit, Fruit Facts this week. As always, thank you guys so much for listening to Fruit Snacks.